Hello and welcome to the Hybrid Podcast. Today we have a very exciting episode with hand balancer extraordinaire John Last. Um, but fair warning, there is a fair bit of preamble and waffle at the start of this podcast. Um, we personally think it is hilarious and excellent and very, very enriching, 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 enriching to listen to. Um, so if you are at all interested in biscuit dunking, large lakes, uh, and other interesting topics, then definitely just listen to this podcast as normal. If, however, you're a bit weird and just here for the hand balancing, uh, you might want to skip to 34 minutes. Uh, enjoy. Welsh make good bread, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking Welsh cakes. <laughs> Freaking love oh, Welsh good, cakes. Yeah, Welsh cakes. But great. they're always like, I'll have one and that's enough. Yeah. It's not mm. the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, I could definitely have a few of them. I'll have one, I'll be like. They do kind of gum your mouth up. If they're, they if they're, get, if they they're warm. Stuck. They get stuck in everything. If they're warm, easily have two or three in a row. Really? No. Welsh cakes. Welsh cakes. Should we yeah. do a crackery contest? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm the person. Uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your PB in a minute? Um, I've not tried cream, it. Fun. Jacob's cream cracker. Got any of those in the, in the cupboard? I reckon I've Jacob's cream cracker is a staple for any household to have in the cupboard, to be fair. Have you got any? Yeah. Have you? No way, do you. I had this conversation the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. My, like, my parents would always have always. some. Always. Yeah. yeah. There'd always be some of them yeah. around. But and then I, I would never really have, like, crackers and cheese. No. It's like. What? I oh, no. Like, Wait. I never would because it's my favourite thing in the entire world. <laughs> I could comfortably consume like tens of yeah. thousands. Of so I grew up with my dad um, regularly eating uh, crackers, cheese, and pickle, and that was it. Like I just, I was like, oh, that's what adults eat. So I used to eat, like, and I love crackers, um, red Leicester cheese, and pickle. <laughs> Why are we filming this? This is like this is comedy this gold. Is it, isn't it? We just stopped talking until the yeah. mic's on. It's a no, it's on. Oh, it's on. Yeah. It's oh, on. Oh, there we go. Excellent. <laughs> but you just need to intro, then go straight into just just overlay the intro. Eat yeah. nothing but cheese and crackers all day, every day. Have you ever had um, ham, pickle, and crackers? That's another one. Yeah, it's good. Um, but I I used to eat like. Crackers and butter just on their own. I love yeah. crackers and butter just on its own. You grab a good butter. That's then, good. Then that. But have you tried to do as many crackers as you can? Yeah, I think like, I was... <laughs> but yeah, back to my conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I was really disappointed. I thought I had the impression that I'd be able to do like four or five. Yeah. It's... And you're like, oh, after the first one, you're like, okay, this is already happening. Three in a minute is um, arguably impossible. Is it? Yeah, two's hard. Two's Wait, tough. what's the qual? What is the... Are you allowed water or it's just dry? No water, dry, no butter. No, no, no red Leicester cheese. Damn, that's freaking hard. <laughs> no really soggy mm. ham. You're allowed to build up saliva in your mouth before you start. You can do whatever you want before you start. I guarantee after after half after half a biscuit, it's the same. They have to be got, like what's, it's like, they can't be, like, you know, like it's em- the end of the mouth has got to be empty. Some or? crumbs can be around your mouth and stuff. Okay, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, Di- I'm sure Diamond sure Di- will have lots of crumbs in his beard afterwards. Yeah. But... Good beard, actually. Yeah, strong. It's both of them. No, 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 no. I used to have a bit here, and I found if I, 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 I heard that it's rubbish actually that a beard grows where there is no where there's bald patches. But I literally used to have two really big ones there that don't anymore. I get this. You're a real man, though. 
I'm well, telling you, boy, I have mate? lots of bald patches. <laughs> yeah, I still have lots of bald patches they in my beard. I mean, he starts moaning when it gets longer than this, though. No, it does Get that, mate. You're married. You can do what you want now. Yeah. <laughs> You're legally binded together. You can do what you want now. Also, my, um, I've lost the charger for my yeah. beard trimmer. Do you ever so clean shave or do you always go back to I the stubble? I do about once a year and then remember that I look like look a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you do look hilarious when you clean I shave. Said that, <laughs> I said that once to a lesbian um, and I could uh, see that, that as a, I said it, she got really point. offended. Yeah. I, like, I don't mean it like... Don't mean I don't mean that bad. lesbians... What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know, it's really quite complimentary because I look gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. What's the... um. Uh, that I've like short hair and as a generalisation. See that I think that's probably the same thing, but that is what got me into trouble. Mm. What's the Muppet that goes meow, 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 meow. No, the one with the really long head. Do you know do you know the Muppets? Mm. Oh yeah, the long faced one. Yeah, I look like that when I shave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I there's, can there's, see there's, that. There's a comparison photo on Instagram years ago. Let's use that as the as the um long faced Muppet. Let's use that as the Oh wait there, when you Google that, there's actually a picture of John. Oh yeah, I can imagine that. Is it me shaves? Um, wait, if you type in Muppish for a game. This one? No, uh, this one, yeah. This this, this, one, this for the this hair. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fika. There. Fika. I, that's <laughs> he's um, one of my favourites, to be fair. Yeah, he's hilarious, mate. Who Muppet. is your favourite um, Muppet? I'm, I'm probably, only... it would be probably him, because the Muppet's Christmas Carol, I think he's hilarious. Mm. I've never. Um, what about yours? I don't really know the Muppets. Not, I'm not a Muppet. No. Have you ever seen the Muppet's Who's Christmas Carol? Who's your most, least favourite Muppet then? That's an easy one. Least favourite Muppet. Most annoying in oh, the series. Miss I Piggy. Miss Piggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So annoying. I was about to say that. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. How did her and Kermit keep down a stable relationship oh, for so long? Kermit Frog was... and a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit did a good job to be there. Oh, my gosh. Phone's on 2.30 uh, my, my, uh, my cancelled on me, so I'm not in a rush. Perfect. That's good, because otherwise we'd have a really short podcast. <laughs> Standard. This is such a nice place. It's so homely. Do you ever just sit? Like, Do you that, think it's that homely? Yeah, that view I down there, uh, where we go down yeah. there, me and my wife, that's one of our favourite places. Oh, the area's lush. I think it's sort of um, not very well decorated. No, but I reckon if you there. sit there, mm. just that view is so nice. It is lush. It is lush. In the summer, we um, open the doors and pull the sofa up yeah. to the edge and then just sit and watch people. Just it's like definitely that. like on the lower scale for zombie invasion, though. Top floor apartment. You can't really go anywhere. This is an excellent place for where would they, where, where would, How would they get to you? All they'd have to do is get through that front, that front door and you'd be... This is one of the better places because like, you could get out quite easily. How? Like, you could probably jump and be fine. Oh, with your baby? I always thought I've always thought about that kind of stuff. So me and my wife, when we're going through like Bristol for in a shopping centre, I'm like, I always go like, right, baby, zombies come from there and there. Where'd you go? And she's like, ah, oh, crap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Yeah, that's a good game. <laughs> I like to get a ready. I think this is one of the best areas. This is a good one. Where I, where and you don't straight on the water. Yeah, you can just like you get straight. You get straight. To, to go and steal a boat. Oh, this is yeah. I, I oh, don't think of a better place really. I'm pretty sure zombies can't drive boats either. So I don't think they can swim, can they? No, that's out. There's that film, isn't there, when they go um, Dawn of the Dead or something, the, set, the remake where at the end they're stood at the end of this ocean or like this river to the city and you just see them step into the water and then it cuts and then Ooh. the next film, like they've, they've gone underwater to come to the city. Like that is terrifying. Do you know what I mean? 
Shaun of the Dead's the best film. Shaun yeah. of the Dead is one of the best films. <laughs> yeah. It's the best zombie film. I used to love zombie films. Um, the best one that I've seen is what I watched with Annabelle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The best one I've watched was with Annabelle's uh, siblings. It's uh, Train to Bosan, the Korean film. <sighs> Tough. That is terrifying. Watch that film tonight. Train What's to Busan. Train to Busan. It's like Busan, or it's like a, it's a city in Korea. And basically, one of those mega fast trains. Train yeah. to Busan. Someone gets bitten. Oh, wow. Falls onto the train. Is it subtitled? Yeah, falls onto the train as someone much. gets bitten, and then the whole train gets infected. But the the thing is that it's like rapid. So as soon as you get bitten, it's like five seconds in you one. Oh, wow. So there's one clip where they're running and you see the carriage just like an ocean of zombies come towards them and they're just closing the door. It's terrifying. It is. <laughs> oh, see, man. The best um, best one I've watched is actually a game. The Last of Us. You played that? No. PS4 game. Unbelievable game. Is it? The <laughs> Last of Us. It's literally the, the best zombie film ever. But it's a computer and, game. Yeah. Is it Single player adventure mode. Better than 28 Days Later? Uh, yes. That film is superb. It terrifies me. And twenty eight weeks later, they, but, or zombie yeah, films weeks is weaker. But I'm not scared of any kind of that kind of stuff apart from zombies because I'm just like, what if there was like a human version of rabies? Like, I, that, do you know what I mean? What if there yeah. was something that just made people like there's that fungus, isn't there, that um, kills insects in the Amazon rainforest that kind of like takes over them and then grows from the inside out, and this fungus comes from like. Oh, that's literally like what The Last of Us is like. Yeah, it's no, oh. that's what they based on. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real fungus that like it goes into like creatures, and that it basically spores from the inside and comes out of there. Yeah, spores. Yeah, and then it goes poof, and then it spreads like that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what happens in the um in the bloaters. <laughs> yeah, they literally have spores. It like, <laughs> like it's just terrifying. Well, that's scary, isn't it? Because yeah. like that's a real thing in nature. I'm just like, well, it's just thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that or AI. That's gonna be what watch the time. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Well, AI's got a higher chance. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be terrifying one day. Oh, is yeah. this the podcast? Are we going? You're in. Uh, yeah. Should we hold on? Should we stop that and do a new one, and then we can yeah. cut bits of this? That was pretty interesting. I yeah. Think. Oh, we can take bits of that. We'll just keep going. I think we just keep going. Okay, let's okay. just keep going. So um, I've got biscuits. I've got biscuits. <laughs> right. Um. So we'll we're not gonna cut it, but if you have been listening, um, then hello and welcome to the Hybrid Podcast. With we did a really that. Nah, it's just, no, we're bare back in. Yeah, I think this is good. I like this. We can yeah. cut this bit and put it at the front. This is yeah, raw. We're this is, gonna this is a raw edit. This is a raw edit. And we are joined today by um, John Lett, who is famous from the Instagrams for doing things on his hands. He's sweatbox. Also, making <laughs> yeah. excellent uh, parody videos. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. So that's excellent what you're most famous for now. But most famous for his biscuits. Well, I've got. Are you really famous for biscuits? Because I'm not, not no, being funny, no, but no, I've no, never. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I just. I, I just. No, I just a, a little. That. Have you done the dunkability thing in a video? Uh, have you done that? No, no not. Okay, never so what I, what I basically thought is we, we just set up teams and go right. What what out of these two we've got? Fox. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, we've gone cookies. for like luxury we've end gone, of the spectrum. We've gone the bourbon. Cream. Classic. Goodness. And like, how, old, probably, how old did you say this was? 19... 1910. And I reckon Fox's is probably in the last 15, 
years probably. I I, I remember foxes. Well, they're they're foxes, chunky, cocky. That must be so even newer than. I thought years. the rules would be simple. You take one, me and Ali would take one, and you basically go in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, and we just see how long it goes, and you have to eat it before it breaks. So if you. So you can like, uh, do you see what I mean? So I you thought can, we were waiting the I, biscuit. I think we should maybe do one dunk first to see how good it is. Yeah, yeah. And then how many dunks do you want it foxes takes. Foxes or bourbons? Um, both. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, both. Odd then. question. <laughs> I've finished my tea, unfortunately, so I'm going to have to share your tea, mate. Yeah, you can't have We need more tea. Yeah. To be well, let's just use that. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about that. That's right. Okay. So the thing is, though, like, my wife brought up a very good point. Bourbons aren't chocolate they're not like milk chocolate so they should that's gonna have a long dunk life i reckon mm. um i've this, done it before and i was this one bad i think huge dunk life on this okay go on, on that one so wait how are you how are we gonna do it we're just gonna just one this, one's just for eating isn't it well i think we can't really systemize this too much i think we'll have to do it <laughs> yeah count ourselves and see i reckon we should um, so i'm just gonna so i'm i'm going with the uh foxes chunky cookie okay, one two three right out four five six Seven, eight, nine, it's ten, dripping off. 11, 12, told you. 13, 14, 15, 16, I 17, you 18, 19, 20, won't get past 30, can we? 6, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 31, 2, can we stop there? 4, 5, turn it up right, let's see. That Nothing. is amazing! Oh, that's unbelievable. Is that crunch? It's still crunching. I feel crunching. I um I think to, the best. That... To be fair, I think you've probably brought the two biscuits that are just going to dunk. No, forever. but I reckon I think I've done this before, and I think it's like nine. No way. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Right, this is the, this is the, the bourbon. Um, One, two, three. Game four, should be five, six, seven, Ooh, yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirty-one, two, three, four. Yeah, mate, these are just gonna go. Oh look, it's already gone. That's gone. So um thirty-two. That was thirty-seven, I think, wasn't it? Um I think a better game would be um partly I feel like I'm at IKEA right now, you know when 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 you're at IKEA and they have a little um, see-through box and they test how many times their drawer opens and then you get it home and it's actually 10 not 10 million you know I mean? forgot how much I love Baldwin's I've not tried that one but... uh, I reckon we should do what angle can you dunk at and hold for as long as possible yeah okay that's a good one that's still going to be about two minutes though. do you reckon mm-hmm. I, I bet like it's be faster than that um, there is actually an optimal angle you can dunk each biscuit at to get maximum saturation of tea on the biscuit this cup's not really giving me the best cut angles, no, I understand. I just want to eat it. Games mm. like this always get me because I just want to eat the biscuit. little interesting fact about Johnny Lasso, bourbons are unanimous in my favourite biscuit. Really? Yeah, I, just I agree. Think, I just, they're just so good. Oh, cool. the bourbon? Oh, cool, yeah. What's your favourite biscuit, TMT? A chocolate hobnob. Mm. Can't be a chocolate hobnob. You cannot. Is hobnob a brand like Hoover? No, it's McFitties. Are they McFitties hobnobs? We can get different mm. hobnobs, can't we? You can get the ones that are quite thick. Yeah. They won't be, they're all McFitties, though. Are they? Yeah. Mm. It's, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. Biscuit dunked is better than a biscuit not dunked. I'd agree with that, for sure. 
But mm. I don't like the. But it's weird, isn't it? Because a stale biscuit is not <coughs> better than a biscuit. I don't like it when you get the biscuit bits at the bottom of oh, the tea. Oh, that's terrible! Yeah. But if yeah. you dunk a stale biscuit, you can sort of redeem it. If it's can not, you? If it's not that stale. Gosh, that mm. is. Mm. Not all the way, but like <laughs> a redeem. Little, mm. little idea. You know, you get um tea bag strainers where you can not strainers where you put the tea, the yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. in a thing. You put in there. You could create something that lets you dunk a biscuit and you pull it out so it catches all the biscuit bits at the end. Is that a thing? No, it's not, but I'm saying we should do that. You should, you should definitely do <laughs> that. Like a biscuit cake. Mm. Like yeah. a shark diving cake. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of that shark diving cage and the shark gets in mm. the cage? <laughs> yeah. That's potentially yeah. one of the most terrifying things. Forget about a zombie apocalypse. Imagine, imagine going to swim with a shark and then actually swimming next to a shark. Well, <laughs> me and Annabelle were watching this video during so a surfing terrifying. competition. Which some, do you ever get a thing where you just watch stupid videos on YouTube? You're just like, yeah. um, oh, the surfer yes, getting attacked by a shark. Don't and, do that with my dad. And there's a video, there's there's a video of this surfer during a competition, and he's getting ready, and you see a freaking fin come out of nowhere and just go for him. And you see it's wrestling, and then what's horrifying after it? You just see big waves covering the camera. You can't see anything. And he gets out. They, they send a boat after him, and he's fine. And he's, they're like, did you, did you get in any punches? He's like, yeah, I punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, bad comment, mate. You don't want to do that with my dad. My dad, um, the internet is like new, new to my dad still. Still doesn't Same quite understand. Dad, yeah. He once said, um, oh, uh, I need to get on my emails. All right, what's your login? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll, I'll show you the map you need to, Dad. No, no, but I'm not got my laptop. Yeah, but Dad, it's, it's, on, it's on the internet. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> any any laptop will do. No, no, but I need mine now. All right. Forget it. <laughs> anyway, so we were watching YouTube one day. Mm. Oh, um, search Russian car crashes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. There'll be, that'll be intense to wow. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, put it on. And like, genuine car crashes where fate, they're fatal. Oh. And he's like, they're not, they're not, they're not really dying, are they? No, Dad, look, Lori's completely crushed the cars. There's that's no one you, living on that. That's YouTube, Dad. They put everything on there now. He's <laughs> like, oh, watch the next one then. <laughs> no, enough <laughs> <laughs> of this. That's one thing that I find really weird about YouTube. I don't think there's there's much censored stuff anymore. Like, I watched a video of, I just wanted to see like three Romans walking across cranes and stuff like that. Just like, I was just interested to see what's out there. I, I, I don't. I hate it when I see videos. I've got friends who do it, just walk across cranes at night and get really amazing selfies, but I'm like, it's not worth it. Like, yeah. Quite a few people die doing it. Yeah. And there's this one video where you just someone's filming below and you just see this person just yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? like, oh, I did not want to see that. Yeah, yeah. which is usually him drop and wow. the camera person's like. They showed one on the news or something. Like, I saw one and I, I don't, I hate watching videos like that. Yeah. Like, and they were, but it was somewhere, so like I hadn't chosen to watch it, it was like on TV or something like that. And there was this guy, and he was on a skyscraper in like, oh, China. Yeah. And he was like, his mate's filming it from the building opposite, so he's like five meters away. Dangerous himself. Yeah, and he said, like, basically, he's like, he's hanging off the side of the building, and he's trying to do like. Didn't he do a muscle up? And yeah, he, he was did trying it, to do And then he was, wanted to do a better or something. Yeah, yeah. And then he just couldn't, just couldn't get back, to get back up. up. He's like, literally trying to do a pull up and like, run his feet up the side of the skyscraper and just can't get up, and then. Yeah, I saw, I saw that one. I think Balls. that was on Instagram uh, there. Not Balls. Yeah, it's, I've got a friend, it's just before we go, I've got a friend, um, really good free run in London, and they do this thing like um, called toe hang, where you basically just hang from walls by your toes. You just go into dorsiflexion over a wall, just like that. And like, there's this, he's amazing, he's strong, super, super strong, does loads of climbing, amazing free run, lifts. He's just like, he's just in good shape. 
and he said that he was doing it over this bridge between the South Bank Centre and the Millennium Bridge, maybe the one that crossed across, and it's high up, it's like three stories. And he said he reached up for his foot and he just got like horrific um, cramp in the side of his thing and just got stuck. And he was like, what am I going to do? And he just had this realization of just like, if, if I take this fall, I probably could live, I'd probably shatter everything from like the waist up. But you could probably, you like, people have lived from higher falls. It's not like you look at it and you're like, yeah, that'd be nasty. They managed to just like, and then just somehow get up. But imagine you're in toe hang, so you're like this on a wall, mm-hmm. your toes are up there, and you have to kind of oh. do that. So you got so a crap. Head facing the wall. Head facing down, like that. And then you push your hands out so you can look down. And then he just, he got cramped and he was like, right. And like, if you think, if you're pulling dorsiflex on the yeah. edge of a wall, like you can't hold that forever. That's not a comfortable position to rest in. Well, that's a savage thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I struggle to do, do a Bulgarian red, split squat. <laughs> red band dorsiflexions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Get red he managed, he managed, he managed to get up. He managed to like I don't know. I think it's just like he said that was the closest he's been. And it's just like body weight is hard. Yeah, yeah it's freaking hard. <laughs> just do flex your quad now and do it. You have to do it in uh, a circus like on trapeze bars, and that's Dude. horrific because that's like I could never do it. But mm. it's like a metal bar, just on bone, and wow. you just have to flex your feet and just hold it like that. But people do it one foot, and they get rid. Yeah, get I really struggle with. A padded bench to do Bulgarian split squats because of the pressure on <laughs> yeah. the top of my butt. What are Bulgarian split squats? It's where you're standing fully upright, ah. not flipping <laughs> your entire body weight, ah, yeah. and then you put your back foot on a bench. Oh sure. And do like a squat with the front leg. That's easy. also horrific though. Mm. Mm. Very so hard. Yeah. Hard like to do. Probably as hard as hanging from your toes off a really. Really? Is it like? <laughs> <laughs> Easier than that for sure. My, yeah. clients, Less dangerous. my clients all seem to find them considerably easier than I do. So mm. that's because if anyone told you to do them, you'd be like, "No way, I'm doing five at most." So I um, did ten like, voluntarily. Is it no is it way. Very Almost zero hamstring actually. Mm. Any squat variation should really have very very limited hamstring involvement. Yeah. Unless you like actively knowledge. try and make it really hamstringy, because as you can tell, if you look at my legs, you can see that I squat, <laughs> lift all the time. But it's funny because like people will literally say like hamstrings are important in a squat, and they're not. They're not not like, even a little bit. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Unless you like actively try and make your squat really like hamstringy dominant, a normal squat should not really involve any hamstring. And even then, it's still really hard to make it really hamstringy. Oh, is it like a front lunge position, but you're you're on yeah, the exactly, on the edge yeah. of the thing? And they usually have weights and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? Bulgarian split squat. Yeah, yeah. After the Eastern famous Europe. Bulgarians that yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> that split squat. Yeah, those Eastern Europeans love making up exercises. Yeah, yeah, right. Romanian deadlifts. Yeah. Turkish get-ups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Is um is Turkish get-up a technically? I'm interviewing you guys. Is it a technically a hard school to do properly because I see a lot of people doing it and I'm like it doesn't look too bad I've tried it um, and I'm like Whoa. it's more a lot of things to remember yeah it's not really like te- te- technically it's not that hard to do um, but mostly in actual fact like to do it to do it well is much easier than to do it hard in terms of like because sure. it's, it's, it's like the, the, each step should move you closer to standing up in a way that is actually pretty strong sure most people just if you use a light load that's like relatively too light, 
um, then you can do it in all kinds of weird ways, and it, it's just like a bit pointless, really. Is there variations of it? Though? I mean, you can do like a half. You can do it like halfway. You sure. can do it top to halfway. You can do do it as like a bit of like a a movement flow as like a warm up, I suppose. It's it's sort of actually a little bit like handstands in that mm. it's one of those things that actually all you're really trying to do is get up off the floor with a weight in and one arm, down, yeah. um, and you have purists who are like, "No, you didn't oh, okay. stay on your elbow for long <laughs> enough. It's not a Turkish get up." What's it work? What's like? What is? Why is it? Is it whole body? Or is it specific? Yeah, it's like, just um, sort of like really good exercise that takes you through most like ranges of motion, and you can load it up pretty heavy. Sort of just a nice thing to play with that mm-hmm. encompasses like quite a different quite a lot of different like physical skills so it's just quite sort of like mm. a, I, it's quite nice to see it's like it uses a screen with people to see how well they move and how well they pick stuff up sometimes as well what how do you find it with like ACL stuff is it comfortable was it to put it through setups yeah yeah so fine don't put your knees mm-hmm. in any weird positions no mm-hmm. um, the, the, the only thing I get up with, with is if you've got like actual black patella pain mm. yeah I can't do it on my right leg at the but if you've got it for whatever reason, I've got like cycle. super limited flexion on my left ankle. So does that mean that I, I find it hard to get? In? Do you have to compress? Ah, you'd, no, you'd be like, fine. You'd be able, you'd be fine. You're, you're pretty like you move unbelievably well. Yeah, <laughs> the position you have to be in a lunge with front leg at ninety, yeah. back leg at ninety at, at one point. Okay. Um, but that's about as much sort of range as you need, really. That's right. Um, mm. You'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, be great. Good day next time. <laughs> right then, uh, fact of the day. Fact of the day. What we got? So I, I learned this one when I was nine, when I was, I think, eight or nine, when I went to Scotland, Loch Ness. Um, so do you know how big the Loch, like Loch Ness is huge, right? Depth yeah. and width. Do not have any concept. Okay, so, okay, well, this is how big Show. it is. If you took the average size humanoid, okay, <laughs> um, so, and like the world population is what, just over seven billion, is it? Seven, seven and a half billion. Uh, how <clears> many times... Do you think you could put the world's population into the Loch Ness of like an average body type? Oh, wow. What's an average body type? We I don't know. One point like six five meters. Seventy kilos. Yeah. Seventy five yeah. kilos. What of assuming all humans that are alive? Yeah. Probably less. Seven and a half. Babies are tiny. Well, I guess yeah, true. I, yeah. That's true. Very good point. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely more children well, alive than there are any other age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true, definitely. Yeah. 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 The, the older you get, the more likely you are to be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what are you? Um, what percent? Like, what? How many times do you reckon you could get the world's population into the Loch Ness? Let's. Uh, I need to. Um, and just keep in mind, it's not by the average it's, size it's, of a human, then. So we're saying what? It's including children. The meter. average person is a meter. Yeah, probably just under a meter. Mm. Maybe, yeah. One meter human. Okay, sure. <laughs> we're saying the what mean. About, mean what about cubic capacity? Yeah. One meter. Yeah, yeah. Five. That's what it really is, isn't it? Yeah. Not much. Barely a meter. Mm-hmm. How many? How many times do you think you could? You can put every. One for free. All right. <laughs> the water from every lake in England and Wales, and it would, um, there'd still be space in the Loch Ness. That's how, so like, it's huge. Gosh, it's big, isn't it? It's massive, yeah. yeah it's huge. I remember seeing it on the map the other day and thinking... It's not even the biggest as well. There's another one in Scotland right. which is bigger. No way. Right, I'm going to, I reckon it must be what? At least 40 kilometres. Wait, he did, uh, Ali did maths at uni, right? Yeah. And what's it, you, you did? Engineering. Yeah. Ah, here we go. Yeah. 
I'm not going 40... to spend the time working it out, though. <laughs> it's 40 kilometers by maybe 60 kilometers if you did it as a, as a. But what depth? It's probably quite deep, yeah, isn't deeper, it? Yeah. That's the thing. I think yeah. by 60? No, much, much longer from potentially miles. Um, I'm talking about the total area, though. I think it's much, much longer. Are you looking up the. It's ridiculously long, and it's yeah. a lock. Yeah. I don't know what a lock is, though. Someone's screaming like a, it out now. Like watching it. Yeah. Fjord type thing. Right, I reckon you can get... Uh, the world's population. The world's population on average. That, it, like, it's, it's the world's population it, six times over. Less. Anything? You're looking up to see how big it is. Yeah. So how the, big is the, it? The total area is 56.4 kilometres squared. 56 kilometres squared. And depth is what, exactly? Between, it's between one and maybe it's quite long and meters. long and lean. That's deep um, actually. That's deep as fuck. Maybe like an average depth of like twenty to thirty meters, maybe. Um, at its deepest point is two hundred and thirty meters. Mm. What do you reckon the average depth is? That is insane. Though, that, is unbelievable. that is unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. How deep that is. Um, average of <laughs> Should I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> so many people can fit in there. So, so not not ten times the world population. Fifteen times the world population you can fit in that mess. Lots. A lot. Isn't that insane? That is lots. Yeah. Like, and that's not even the biggest lake in yeah, China. Yeah. <laughs> well, Harrowing. Well, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Harrowing. Well, it just makes me think they're like less if you're probably. <laughs> I was imagining being like squashed in with loads of people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh god, that'd be a cut sword. We've got uh, two more corbins and a bit of two, then we're going to split. You go, uh, Maybe you that's what we could do with all the um, zombies. I've heard about oh, ten mate, of them. I can't have those from my axle. <laughs> um, yeah, that's um, where all the di Yeah, go there, you'll be safe. What was, was the other fact? Uh, it was the. Oh, yeah, the other one. Yeah, What's the biggest lake in the world? The lot biggest lock in the world? Biggest lock or lake? lake. Is it the same thing? I don't know. Is it no. the same thing? No, a lock um, is like. Um, like the city similar to a fjord, I think, isn't it? We went through fjords a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Check out that episode. <laughs> um, we should do a roundup episode of all, so, all the great facts we've had so, so far. So my wife, my wife's great grandfather, I think, went um, ex yeah, I think that's right. mapped parts of uh, Canada with Shackleton's nephew, and there's a fjord named after him. That's so, cool. Isn't that's that insane? That's a great fact. That's a brilliant fact. It's my wife yeah. representing Bentham, Bentham Posse. There's yeah, a Bentham. Bentham fjord. Yeah, yeah. fjord. Um, what's the biggest lake? Is it one of the? I don't know. No idea. Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I'm not a lake specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a river? Then? That's a river. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Nile. <laughs> That's the biggest one. Mississippi one's pretty big as a river. There, as rivers go, isn't it? Biggest lake in the world. Um, I John, reckon it's in yeah. Canada. While I'm looking, yeah. uh, I was thinking potentially Canada. Biggest it would be Canada. Um, while I'm doing this, maybe we should cut to the chase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, handstands, you like them. You've yeah. done the, a few of them. Do you want to tell us about your first handstand? Oh, man. First ever. My first handstand. Yeah. I, do you know what? I remember going out into my garden in, where I'm from in Oxford and going against the wall when I was about maybe 10 and I was terrified to kick up and do a handstand against the wall because I just had this weird thing like, what if the wall's not there. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, I get that with new people. They're like, what if I move or my legs just somehow miss that gap? Yeah. And it um, took me like 10 minutes to kick up in this wall. That was probably when I was 10. I couldn't, 
I did free running for a long time, and but we never did handstands. And then uh, I learned to handstand when I was at circus school when I was about um, eighteen. So I learned properly handstand eighteen. They, at Circa Media, there's this kind. There was this thing that because it was a year course, a one year course, that everyone left with a relatively good ten second handstand. That was kind of like you learn to juggle and you have kind of a good handstand. Those were like the minimums people would come out with. Like mm. I refused to learn to juggle because I hate it so much. I still came out of being able to juggle. <laughs> yeah. like, I can juggle now. Yeah, all. three balls. Yeah, it's funny when you say to a jogger, "Can you juggle?" People go, "No, not really." Three balls. That's about it. Yeah. So in circus, that doesn't <laughs> even count as juggling. So. That's all I can do. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth ball is tricky. Isn't it, it is because it's a completely different pattern, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How long could you juggle three balls for now? Oh, I haven't done that in ages. I reckon I could do three balls for. They count in catches. I could probably do 20 catches. I've never quite got a minute, so I tried to do it as to the time before. It's really hard. Mm. Yeah, I got like 50 odd seconds a few times. It's really hard. Can you juggle? Mm, 14 is my best ever. <laughs> <laughs> Love the way so, everyone mimes it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, not really. Um, <laughs> biggest lake in the world. Biggest freshwater or any lake? Any uh, lake. Any. Biggest ever first. Biggest ever is the Caspian Sea. That's cheating. It's a cheating sea. It's a sea, isn't it? Well, <laughs> no, because it was the sea, but now it's not. Oh, oh. okay. And now it's a lake. But well, that's a bit of a, that, that name's Russia. a bit. Hmm. I can imagine that. Uh, that is 371,000 kilometres squared. Kind of makes my Loch Ness a bit boring, doesn't bigger, it? Yeah. You'll probably <laughs> get like. <laughs> Then the biggest freshwater lake in the world is Lake Superior. America is one of the American Great Lakes. I was going to call it Lake Supreme now. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds better. Oh, yeah. 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 This is claiming that there's another one. Oh, goodness. Okay, let's not go into the politics of whose lake is <laughs> um, I always find it amazing when you see Russia on a map and you really look at it and you're like, big isn't it it's enormous have you ever seen how many okay how many times do you reckon the uk could fit in russia probably a thousand million <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like, it's just like ridiculous because maps aren't really to an accurate yeah yeah they? but how many times do you reckon the uk fits inside russia i've got no holy uk thousands no mm. thousands over a thousand six hundred and fifty it's 1,297, I think it is. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is, it's like when you say, guess how much I got these shoes for, and someone goes really low, and you're like, ah, oh, it's not impressive. <laughs> um, There's actually a website where you can drag yeah. a country around and see like no, how, what it looks like. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's an excellent website. Get it yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll maybe put it in the show notes, shall we? We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> well, just to show nice, you can be amazed on camera. Yeah. It's not on the mic. On camera. It's I think you you uh, don't understand how underwhelming it is when we show people things on the podcast and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Should we go back to your training history, mate? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Go do you want to give us a bit of a background? I um, I started with it's really blurry. Well, not blurry. It's quite complicated because I started with karate when I was eight or nine because my mum. My mum was like national judo champion for several years when she was younger. So I grew up with like these loads of medals that she's got in these boxes. <coughs> and every time I'd go into the, go and play in the attic, there'd be like boxes, literally boxes of trophies and photos of her. And I was like, damn, she was 
the gym. And I found out about it, and she was like, she told me a bit about martial arts and judo. And what's really funny, she used to drop me at my uh, birthday party because I'd be a bit cheeky, but all right, mum, get, get in the kitchen. And she'd always do this thing, it was like annual birthday thing. She'd wipe me out in front of my <laughs> friends and just drop me until I was about like 16, 17, probably she was doing it. Um, but I got into martial arts. Dad got me Bruce Lee, Fist of Fury when I was eight. And I was like, I want to do that. So I started with karate and I did that for about 10 years. I did that. Um, like not not like national but regional competitions. Um, and I started with karate. I moved on to like I did that and Shaolin Kung Fu, Wushu, Judo, and I did it pretty obsessively for several years of my life. I'd spent all my pocket money, and there was one phase for a couple of years where each evening of the week I'd do a different style of martial art. But I was obsessed with them. It wasn't like I just go to one class. I was like, I want to be able to do every martial art. Um, so I did that for a while, uh, and then when I was ending kind of my karate training process, I got into free running when I was 15, because I saw a documentary on TV. Which one? Jump London. Oh, fucking sick documentary. Yeah, and like, I started that night. Really? And I was really? like, and I, was like um, I started that <laughs> night jumping around my neighbour's gardens mm -hmm. in, in Oxford. Yeah. And I was rubbish, because the thing is, though... There Are you was, wearing your karate outfit stuff? No, but, <laughs> The thing is, though, like you, there was the French people and there was some people in England, but it was like no mm -hmm. one did it. So when we went on roofs and stuff and you say we're free running, people be like, what's that? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So um, free running, learned to do flips and somersaults there, went to circus school and they were when I was 18 and they were like, your flips are really ugly and your tumbling's <laughs> really ugly and they're like, you need to start again. So there's me being able to like round off flick, tuck and like, wall flip and stuff and they have me for like hours just doing cartwheels they're like your cartwheel sucks cartwheel cartwheel, <laughs> cartwheel 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 round off round off so that i'd say uh yeah from eight to 18 was like the biggest chunk of training that i did kind of varied then i just kind of went circus and free running that was it did a bit of capoeira but i, I stopped that um and then i snapped my acl and i was like Handstand, that seems like a good idea. Oh, you can join the Chocolate Knee Club. Oh, yeah. It's Chocolate Knee Club. Um, it's a club we started where you have to have shit knees. <laughs> Do you all have bad knees? Yeah. yeah. Really? My knee's the worst. No. Tom's had more operations, but I think I get more pain. So, <laughs> I think I get the worst pain. Do you reckon you get the worst pain? I am in pain all the time. All right, boys, it's not competition. <laughs> I think I'm definitely in more pain. Wow. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Do your knee hurt all the time? Is it always like this? Like, not ache now constantly. I think my knee is more debilitating than <laughs> My knee doesn't hurt. I think my, my daily life is impaired more than yours by my knee pain. Well, mm. let's just throw this into mix. When I was 18, 19, I had my ankle operated on. No, I was 18. Maybe 19. When I had my ankle operated on. When I went to see the surgeon, they said I had the ankle of a 60-year-old when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Check, I love mate. <laughs> we don't um, have an yeah, ankle club. Knees are, <laughs> knees are more important than ankles. Well, that's why I've got really bad flexion. because I've more. They said they stopped counting when they removed over 38 pieces of broken bone from my ankle. Oh. They showed me this little tube. <laughs> flushed, they flushed it. It's called footballer's ankle. Apparently, they... Um, <laughs> oh, it's called broken ankle, <laughs> Yeah, John. yeah. Yeah, no, because apparently they're getting flushed out at the end of every season. It's really common with like 
Also, this website is amazing. Do you know yeah. what the biggest country is? Um, Russia. Uh, I'm not sure. It may well be uh, India or something. India. Yeah. China, China's yeah. pretty big. Nope. Well, China is pretty big. Is it Australia? Canada? Yeah, it's Canada. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Huge, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Gosh. Um, what am I googling this time? Um, footballers ankle. <laughs> and then type in dorsiflexion just so it like footballers it's got some kind of reference. Ankle. Okay. It just so it doesn't dorsiflexion. <laughs> <laughs> just so it doesn't react Cristiano Ronaldo's ankle. <laughs> <laughs> what is footballer's ankle? Footballer's ankle is a pinching or impingement of the ligaments or tendons of the ankle between the bones, particularly the talus and tibia. This results in pain, inflammation, and swelling. Doesn't say they flush it. I oh, well, no, that, from that it creates like loads of broken. You're like that, that was a yeah. I'm right. I'm pretty sure that doesn't correlate <laughs> what you said. Yeah, I know, man. that's what he said. Thirty-eight pieces that's of broken ankle. And basically, just 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 to um, paraphrase what you it. said. Thirty-eight <laughs> pieces of broken ankle. It's really common. Couple of ankle. No, 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 no. Thirty-seven. They put the thirty-eight. They stopped Oh, it's 38, the cutoff point for footballer's ankle. Yeah. <laughs> you have less than got, 38. After that, you've got no ankle. You've got, you've got no ankle left. Yeah. You've oh, just no, taken I... all the bone out of your ankle. You've got nothing left, mate. How are you walking? How did you do that? Um, so there's a few injuries that I can think that happened. But what's nuts, I, for me, I don't know if you can relate to the same part of your body. I don't remember having like good flexion in my left ankle. Like, I don't know if you've had an injury so long, you can't remember what it was like before the injury. Mm. But... Um, I did a front somersault, you know, free running, went to Reading, where we used to go and train, and there's a sandpit, because we didn't have gyms then, like, no one did, it's not like gymnastic centres that you go in and be like, can we do free run? they're like, don't know what this is, so we used to go to sandpits, and uh, I did a front somersault into a foam pit, and there's a, uh, into a sandpit, and there was a wooden beam, and the video's still online, actually, it's like a compilation, just like that, and I'm like, ah, and it cuts the next clip, so I'm doing free running, and I carried on training on it, because I thought, oh, I just... In free range, it's called ankle thing. If you go into superflexion, yeah, it, there's oh, ankle thing. <laughs> no one knows how to describe it. It's just like ankle thing. You're like, yeah, oh, it's like a it's ankle. like a stinger in rugby. Yeah, 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 get, yeah, get yeah. a stinger on your yeah. shoulder. You get, like, you're only a any like, shoulder injury <laughs> where it hurts for a bit. Actually, is where you like impinge some nerves. That's, that's, why, that's why you're dead and you can't lift. That's it. why we need. Yeah, that's the shark cage, the biscuit cage. And they told me I wouldn't be able to walk on my ankle by the time I'm 30 and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I do handstands. They're like, yeah, mess up your wrists as well. Like, oh, this is fantastic. Thank you, lad. Um, you, so like, your wrists are among the most hypertrophied wrists I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. John last forearms are bigger than his biceps. Yeah, they are. And tricep. And tricep. All up, and all up all arm. Way. I've got the same width. Leg, I've, got the yeah. same, I've got the same width from my forearm all the way up. Is there his whole body? You watch a video. There's a bit of hyperextension, but it's the same it's the same width the whole way around. Um, and then, yeah, I did free running and circus and stuff. And then I got like, you all right? Keep doing. Um, and then I got like chronic sickness, like a digestive condition when I was like 24. So I couldn't train for three years. I was like almost bedroom, lost a load of hair. Would go to the bathroom when it flared up like 15 times a day. Inflammation of the small intestine. Gosh. And I was really sick. 
and uh, that was that was the toughest thing I've probably ever gone through because I before that I used to train like three times a day, like morning, lunchtime, and after after college when I was in London, after uni in London, and I was just like, yeah, I just can train. I was just like, I almost left uni because I was like need to go to the bathroom all the time like 15 times a day with like bits of blood and stuff like that I was like uh, real sick yeah. real 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 sick like if if I did any form of activity I'd be wiped out for about three days I uh, remember going for a cycle cool. ride a casual cycle ride just to London around with some friends like middle aged people like you know they're not sprinting it and uh, the next two days I just wiped out and don't need to go to the bathroom all the time uh, uh. it's um, acute ileitis but it wasn't acute because I had it for three years and just got progressively worse. And then, um, yeah. So how did you recover from that? Well, that's part of like my my kind of testimony because um, I ended up spending six grand to go to Germany. This church heard I was online. They're like, we're gonna pay for you to go to this clinic in Germany and see if you can get better. And I went there and I'd, I'd say like emotionally and spiritually, I came out a lot better, but I was still really sick. And then. Um, uh, some woman ended up praying for me at this random event. My friend was graduating Oxford University, and there was this woman there, and I told her that I was sick, and she prayed for me. And the next morning, I was gone. Gone, yeah. And you woke woke up and you were com- like, I knew from then. I was like, oh, because we went out for a meal afterwards. I was like, my, I had dinner, and I was like, hmm. And people would say stuff like prayer, like psychological and that stuff. I had loads of people pray for me before, and it didn't work. Mm. That's the thing, like, I'm not, like, and that's why I was like, oh, she's pregnant, I'm not going around to see her. And she's quite well known in the in the Christian world for, like, um, just being an amazing woman of God. And she was like, her husband went there and had vascular dementia reversed in this clinic in Germany. I saw the most amazing things happen in this clinic. Wow. I saw a guy come in with two people carrying <clears> him, <throat> um, as in friends bring him in because he just had a stroke. Within two weeks, he was in the gym lifting weights, this old guy. Must be about 70. I've never, ever, and I'm mad skeptical of that kind of stuff. I'm not, I don't partake to a particular diet. I'm not an atheist. I just eat whatever I want. When people are like vegan is this or keto is this, or I'm just like, I don't really buy into it, like this kind of stuff. But yeah, I saw people leave very sick, uh, come in very sick and leave really well. So I don't, I don't know what that is, but I didn't get healed. <laughs> and they were like, they're like, we don't know really what's going on they did the scans and stuff and it's partnered with like german medical professionals who do intravenous and stuff so it's like healthy food but slash medical as well they mm-hmm. do full body scans and all this kind of stuff and all the invasive exams and that kind of stuff and they're like yeah man it's pretty bad and um someone prayed for me and then and it went and it's been uh five years now pretty much since really? three. And so oh. you get straight back into training almost immediately. Um, I was weak. Mm. Like, you know, like three years of no training, mm. I couldn't train, so I, I gradually got back. And I've lost a lot of confidence. I had lost a lot of confidence from my ACL, mm-hmm. which has, I didn't, re- I was 21 when it grafted, when they did the regraft. Did you have hamstring or patella? I had hamstring, you had patella. You've done the ACL as well. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I That's didn't, what qualifies me. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it twice. Yeah, I've done it twice. Both the same knee. Did it hurt as much second time? Uh, so much more. First oh. time didn't hurt at all. First one was horrific. I just it? sort of fell over and then couldn't walk for a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the second time, um, 
it went and was so painful. There's nothing you can compare it to when your knee just feels like it's not connected and it just goes floppy. <laughs> Waffle is just looking at the balloon. Yeah. balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle has been there for ever. <laughs> you just You've been it. in this room for so long. <laughs> she is really not liking it. She just it. noticed it as well. She just noticed it. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> I was, uh, I really here, and then I got back into training. Amazing. Did you um, decide straight away, like the next day, you were like, ah, oh, I feel a bit better, I can train now? Uh, yeah, like as in, like I didn't really believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but I did, said, but the decision to train, did you? Was, was uh, that, I'd say like, within the, within the few weeks, I was yeah. like, I've got my strength back, I can do this now. Um, so yeah. Was um, did your motivation to train ever waver during the period where you could actually train again? Like, like, like when when you got over the illness, no, and suddenly I'm you could train like, again. I, I, oh man, I just can't describe it. When you when you have training taken away from you, mm -hmm. all I wanted to be able to do was just go for a freaking run mm -hmm. or a cycle ride, and that's why now I find it so easy to get up early and train because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. If there was going to be anything that, I, that stops you from training again, mm. and then if it does, at least I'll know. Like, I killed it though. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I really yeah. went for it. Mm -hmm. I really went for it more than anyone. I, I just yeah. want to be that person. Just be like, if I do get, I'll be like, I killed that though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've we've spoken before about that, like physical freedom when you are injured and you're not able to do all the stuff you want to do. It makes you so appreciative when you like get yeah. back to the point and you can you can do it. Like I remember when I fit like I walked again on my knee. I haven't had six weeks non weight bearing, and I was literally just going for a walk, and it was literally the best feeling ever. And the thing is that you don't like. I didn't care that I couldn't get back to the same kind of ridiculous twists and somersaults I was doing. That didn't yeah. bother me. Just let me walk. Yeah. Let me run. Let me be able to do like a cartwheel and stuff. And obviously, like the more confident I get on my knee, I want to push it a bit more. Do you know what I mean? That's just like human ways. I think we just mm. get so. What's the word? We just numb up. We just want more all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Which is, I think, not too bad because you want to come back stronger. What does your uh, training at the moment look like? Um, at the moment, it is pretty much like ninety-five percent handstands. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I went to gymnastics yesterday at Hartcliff. I do movement. I play around with some stuff, but like that would be like once every two weeks. I might do some form of movement, like a few flips or cartwheels and stuff. Yeah. But I want to get back into the flips now. But um, do some handstands and like I'll play on the rings every few weeks, like because I've got this goal that when I'm 35 I'm gonna start training Cali. <laughs> <laughs> in, in three and a half years time I'm gonna start training Cali. So I thought that like, is a long term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to be like I want to get as good as I can by the time I'm 35 for hand balancing and then maintain that and then train something different. Do you think okay. you'll know when you've um, peaked as a hand balancer? No, I think always want more don't you you'll mm. never get happy you, i think you'll never be happy and reach the point where you're going to try other things probably yeah do you not think nah i think like my goal is like the kind of coach i see myself in when i'm 40 yeah kind of like so i've got like my own selfish ambition but then i've got like my life goals and i stay to them strictly i do my own ambitions yeah, yeah, yeah. and i want to be like a ridiculous movement coach by the time i'm 40 like ridiculous, so I need to get good at Cali to go through it to therefore be able to coach it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I've kind of got to go through that. So I'm every now and then, I, like yesterday, I did like I only did like five muscle ups, one set, five minute breaks in each one, just make them really nice. And I was like, okay, I can still do it on the ring. I've got that. And <laughs> to give um people a little like understanding of what 
the best hand balancers in the world, uh, what they do mm. and, and where you are versus that at the moment. Um, are the best, it's hard, isn't it? Because best in the world is probably some Russian or Chinese kid that we've never heard of. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, well, one guy today just posted a video of him doing 20 minute handstands on canes. Oh my god. On canes. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's transitioning. So he does two hands, then he goes to one arm, then he goes to the other, goes to the other arm, one arm, other, other, and he's doing it for 20 minutes. Wow. And I've done three minutes. <laughs> on canes, on floor. Canes would be easier, but like 20 minutes isn't easier. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like, um, but I've got my set goals. Like, I want a five minute handstand. Uh-huh. I can do three minutes. I want a one minute one arm, and I can yeah. do 45, 40 seconds, something like that. So like I can, I'm close to like the goals that I want, but then I'll probably get a minute and be like, oh, a minute and a half would be quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I've still I've, got time before I'm still got, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, um, I think if you hit a minute, it doesn't mean you've got a consistent minute. And I want a consistent minute one arm, which would probably mean I'd have to get a minute, 30, minute 40, one arm to have that. I think the more mm-hmm. you up your, the more you up your personal best, your average increases. Oh, definitely, yeah. So yeah. that's what my aim is, really. Um, so that's sort of a little bit about your like your training journey mm. and your own training and um, stuff. So what about how parallel is your journey as a coach been? Uh, I would say I feel like I'm a better coach than I am at actually doing what I do because the standard, that says a lot because you are pretty sick at. It's funny isn't it because we're never happy with the standard yeah, yeah. we're at. Yeah. You, you always want more and you always compare. Like we're in that unhealthy generation of comparing ourselves to other people. But like the students that I kind of uh, I've taken through, there's one girl particularly catches you know, and I think she she was with me from September last year till the end of the academic year, so what now? June, and I'd say within that eight months, she's probably one of the best in the UK now. Wow! Like male and female, she's she's ridiculous. At circus hand balancing, hand balancing. Yeah, like she's just. Like, you know, I'm in that world. I, I know most of the, I, I yeah. all follow on the Instagram. So, like, she's just one of the best. And she, she, she's Eastern European, she's Polish. So, she just had this sickening work ethic. And she was a physio. So, if she got injured, she'd be like, she kind of knew what to mm-hmm. go through and this kind of stuff. But she came to me in September being into one arm for like four seconds average to do gymnastics. So, she was strong. Mm-hmm. And within like four months, she could do like 40 plus seconds on one arm. Wow. wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is ridiculous. <clears throat> and I would go, she was like, here's a plan, here's what you're going to do. I had, I taught her like two, three times a week about this is your program and I literally would walk past the studio and she'd just be in that all the time just going through the program non-stop. Wow. And she's the kind of person who like gets in a really, really bad mood if it's not going right. So she really cares which yeah. is like bad and good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'd say the people I've taken through are better than me. Particularly with handstand but like say if you really care about it it's like it's one of the most frustrating things because yeah. there's some days where you just can't can't do it yeah and someone, we, we all still have those days where we're just put, like yeah. so terrible right, someone put on Instagram <laughs> today. We, yeah. someone put, someone put a, a picture of this little cartoon on their stories that they snapped they screenshot from someone it said the benefits of handstands and it gave person who has a little cartoon and always it said reduces stress and they put a red circle about it and they're like um <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I actually tell people, my students, if they, this is real as well, I really say to uh, circuit media, so they come in non-specialist in first year, and then they specialise probably halfway through their first year, so they'll do two and a half years specialist, more so second and third year, but they'll touch on their specialism halfway through, and I say, if you're, um, if you struggle with mental health, like, 
quite severely. I don't think hand sanitizers could probably the disbinge go through because I've seen people who have quite chronic depression train hand sanitizers and it was really, really, really heavy. Changes the atmosphere of the room. Their journey, they go really down and dark and introverted and like, you know, it's just, it's, I think you've, you've got, you've just got to be quite okay with it not being good mm-hmm. and that you've got to be okay with the journey being good one day, rubbish one day, good yeah. one day, rubbish one day and them not really being consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a much, much different level to the sort of um, people that we coach through handstands. We're not coaching people to be able to like actually go to circus school. Um, mm. But it's, the, the journey is the same. It's like, okay, if you, like you have, have clients that come to you and they're like, oh, we want a handstand. It's like, great, like we can definitely play and you can like, mm. we can do, do, do some bits and like that's completely cool. We can, we can have a sort of like play on handstands. But if you actually want to be able to do a handstand, you need to be willing to be pretty shit for yeah. six months and b- before yeah. you can even before you can even talk about like yeah. getting better, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then be willing to be pretty rubbish for one or two years, yeah. and then you'll be like, okay, now I can actually balance a little bit, and, and I can start from then. And then, but it's like, oh, but if you wanna, um, it's completely fine if you just wanna like sort of play a little bit. Mm. But if you actually wanna be able to go and do a handstand at will, mm. you need to be under the under, under the impression that you're gonna really struggle to be able to do one like that yeah. for maybe six to eighteen months. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and and be okay with that and then once you're okay with that it's like, okay now you can yeah. now we can have some structures work we can have some sort of play work we can make sure yeah. that we're getting better over time yeah. but you're not going to be very good for ages yeah. and if that's too long yeah. cool we can just do some yeah. kick ups against the wall no problem yeah and it's like what's their goal mm-hmm. like I say to, I say to a lot of people don't ever base your handstand progress anything less what you said than six months because you can't base it week to week you can't base it day to day mm. because it's like it's different mm-hmm. how did you sleep yesterday not so good but then in six months what were you doing then and what were you doing now and what I usually say is don't base it on your best day I say don't base your standard on your best day don't base your standard on your worst day you're just kind of going to be okay you're going to be to yourself you're never going to be try and see it as you're going to just always be okay you're not going to be amazing you're not going to be crap you're just because people celebrate too much when they have really good days yeah. And then they get really down if they have bad days. Instead, just kind of ride that middle way. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm happy with that. Um, so, yeah. It's kind of really, really similar to how people um, relate their sort of progress with body composition as well. Um, yeah. Or like, or, or like dieting. Um, they have one excellent day and it like they think they're going to yeah, suddenly... scale weight is loads lower. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and then I have one really bad day. And think that they've put on a load of fat and it's like game over. Do you know, we, we've actually got um, an in body, which is like a body composition al- um, analyzer. Mm. It's really quite interesting because, like, you get people to if their if their goal is like to improve body composition over six weeks, let's say, so they want to lose a little bit of fat body fat, they'll weigh in once a week. And there's error associated with the machine. Sure. Okay. Uh, great. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah, the machine's yeah. like ninety nine percent accurate, right? But that means there's one percent error. So if you're looking at differences of like zero point one to zero point two. And kilograms, then that they fall within the natural margins of error, and wow. so, so so the data is pretty noisy. Over six weeks, it's it's, it's lots less noisy. You've got six data yeah, points, yeah. but week to week, that's yeah. really noisy data. It's really yeah. up and down. And so people will have a really bad week, let's say, um, like diet wise, and you know you've had a bad week, like you haven't touched the calories, uh, or you've been overeating, or you haven't really trained, whatever. And they'll have a random positive result on the scanner. So you had a bad week uh, nutrition wise. Um, random positive results so they've dropped a little bit of actual weight or body fat um, because the machine's got random error associated with it 
and then they'll associate it's like, okay I can have this terrible week and it's completely fine yeah likewise the reverse happens they have a really really great week nutrition wise you know that they've done their steps they they, they suck to the calories they train really really well like and they have a random negative result yeah. and it's like what the fuck's the point this is stupid yeah, and it's because yeah. you're just looking at things over like in such a acute range a, 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 acute range you've got to be willing to like, look at things over do you think much. we've always done that or do you think it's a social media influence of like now and now I want it I want to see it's the results probably more so now but I think everyone's probably done that and like for a long time yeah. I mean like if you look at um, people will always want results yesterday when when the first like when people first started dieting like in the sort of 1960s that's why all these or diets came out right yeah because like people 70s maybe people were still like wanting results yesterday yeah and that's why like sort of fads became a thing yeah. um but it definitely is a lot worse now because you compare yourself to someone who was already there and you can see them already there and, and they don't and show themselves when they're bloated like or they're having a bad day or anything measure everything so minutely as well so mm. like yeah you can be upset by like a punt two kilo weight mm. gain mm. as opposed to before like you might yeah. be, it would be know. yeah it'd be based on oh yeah, yeah, yeah. quite well so mm-hmm. it's just it, like people well. want instant feedback as well don't yeah. they and if it's not if it's not there or the wrong thing it's like really disheartening yeah but yeah it's tough it's well, tough um, so for the average person mm. so like people listening to this sort of our, our kind of clients mm. Uh, what do you think the minimal effective dose is going to be able to place in handstand to be pretty decent? And, and their like, their their goal is to hold handstand, or they just gradually they want it now, or their weight they. Yeah, so like, um, let's say that they want to base on like the way you set up our hybrid standards, sure. which obviously isn't just like hand balancing, yeah, handstands, uh, ring body weight, like everything. everything, like squats, everything going with it, um, and our sort of like yours mm. sick at handstanding as like mm. most people are ever going to get is like a one minute freestanding hold mm. um so someone starting the journey wanting to get to i'd a one say minute handstand 10 minutes a day five days a week sweet it's funny oh, it's, it's good that we say that as well <laughs> we say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like well like if someone wants to be a hand balancer yeah yeah i'd say three hours a day <laughs> well yeah like i've changed my view on that actually like but i'd say like i used to think that but it's just stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your boy just can't take it yeah your yeah. boy just can't take it unless you yeah. put like um deload weeks in the more rest yeah, yeah. Of recovery and all that kind of stuff but um i reckon average person 10 minutes a day kick-ups one to five that's what i need to do mm-hmm. and wall endurance like so building up to endurance against wall do some kick-ups on their own biggest thing is learning like confidence kicking up on their own yeah people find it people are really scared of kicking up a handstand and we need to be okay with them taking ages <laughs> to kick up a handstand yeah. So just 10 minutes of kicking up just to build their confidence. Endurance against walls so they're building the strength so they know they can hold themselves there for a period of time. What's this? Apple squash. Mm. I thought it was vitamin C. <laughs> so I'd say 10, min- 10 minutes a day is great. Um, obviously, the more you do, you're going to get it quicker. But if you up the endurance and the capacity too quickly, wrist pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain, yeah. too much. So 10 minutes yeah. a day. And also, uh, if you're trying to put it in with other other kind of training yeah, as well, yeah, ten minutes a day is actually a really nice amount. To I be think doing. there's, I think there's a really, it's what's really important is where you put your handstand training. Yeah. Um. So I went to gymnastics yesterday, and did like tumbling for like an hour after a crazy warm up. Then at the end did some handstands, but because my nervous system was off the charts from doing like jumping around all over the place, doing a static movement, that was hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think. They're almost quite meditative. You kind of got to put it 
maybe at the start, but then if it puts you in a bad mood for the rest of your training, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only, like, I'd say like I don't I yeah. You know. Would you ideally sort of even though it's only a ten minute block, put it separate to other training? Do you think? Um, depends what you've done. Like you, I don't think you should do like shoulders or triceps or anything like yeah. that, and then do handstands just because you're battered. But yeah. I reckon do it as a, maybe just do it at the start. Yeah, the way, yeah. Sorry, mate. The way we structure most of our um, trying to combine skills with all the other training is like full body warm up, then work on your skills, mm. then do your training, and then conditioning. At the what end what are the skills? Doing. Skills so are like, like handstands, sure. rings, or yeah, like exactly. pistol squat, whatever, whatever exactly. skill you, you, you particularly want to get better at, that needs to go. Once you've done a decent warm up, that's got to go yeah. there. Um, you're mentally ready for it. Yeah. Um, so you've got like the mental freshness to actually like try hard on it. Yeah. And, be a lot less frustrated. Your muscles are pretty fresh, yeah. Um, so that you can actually, uh, yeah. It it, it it depends what what level you're at as well, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you could hold like kick up and hold a few second handstand, yeah. you can definitely do some endurance handstand stuff oh, at yeah. the end of a yeah, session. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, If someone's brand new, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's just, it's just like that high level skill stuff you yeah. want to do at the start, yeah. and then like any other bits you can do at any time really. But I think um, no matter what level you're at, if you're training that skill. To become better at it, yeah. it does probably need to go early because yeah. let, let's say you're training. If, if you've got a woman hands up and you're trying to get a bit minute twenty or something, yeah, like, you need to be fresh. doing that pretty fresh. So you're hitting sets of like forty five to fifty five seconds, yeah. rather yeah. than doing it at the end and doing sets of like twenty to thirty seconds, yeah, um, because that's just not that relevant, yeah, yeah, yeah. to what you're actually trying to, to, trying to get out of it. I think the biggest thing that I've seen that's kind of detrimental to people is like I don't know what is you probably you guys probably got a better understanding this than me. Um, seeing a lot of people do passive stretching then going to handstands and I found this myself I just feel completely disconnected and completely lost if I do some dynamic stuff I feel fine really? but if I do like passive stretching and kick up to handstands I'm just like man I don't know where my legs are and a lot of my students find the same thing they yeah. do like passive stretching I don't know if that's because it just relaxes yeah. everything or something but I guess that would, that would make sense yeah. especially for someone who um, like in your case mobility actually isn't a particularly limiting factor yeah um, whereas sure, like that's potentially point, some, yeah. some people who are like much much lower down like literally yeah, don't yeah, have full yeah, shoulder yeah, flexion yeah, yeah, yeah. potentially like yeah. some stuff that, even if it doesn't have that mm. long term effect like foam rolling or static stretching yeah. even if that effect is literally like sure. a minute or two um, but it lets them get, yeah. get into a little bit like more shoulder you, flexion might be useful do you say that in terms of lower body static stretching is that what you're lower body yeah oh, okay. legs they're doing like straddle and stuff mm. like, like they do like loads of pancake stuff sometimes just to midsection to get floppy and that's like someone said that to me like three years ago when i started when i decided to want to be a hand bouncer and then i was like oh that's interesting like i do feel a bit like that actually and then i just started watching some of my students doing some of the, like just seeing what they do and they're like oh actually yeah like i don't i don't stretch before i do hand circle mm. and i don't yeah, I just don't stretch. I don't really do any shoulder prep. I just do it mm-hmm. because I don't know. Just feel a bit. What um? What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that people are sort of getting into handstands? Again, um, sort of assuming it's the yeah. same population we talked about before. Uh, trying to do, trying to run before they can walk and do different stuff. And like, I think if someone can learn a straight handstand, yeah, and just get that to like five seconds and just focus on that and keep their program really simple instead of adding loads of crazy shapes yeah. in it. Later on down the line, you're going to be able to do those crazy shapes kind of by default because you've, you've, you've 
train to a center of gravity because you're so specifically above like where you're meant to be balancing. Yeah. When you open your legs and stuff, you're just like, oh, this is easy. Whereas a lot of people go in learning, wanting to learn all the shapes. And that was my mistake three and a half years ago when I said I wanted to be a hand balancer. I tried like loads of different shapes all the time so my progress couldn't really be tracked because I wasn't really training the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas then I decided to just stick with two shapes and just stick with it. Two years. I've been doing it for two and a half years, still getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> what shapes are they? Right. Uh, so on my right, I do straight one arm and straddle one arm, and a bit of figure, which is that one where the legs come down and bring the arms. It's very pretty. Up. It's very pretty. Isn't That's it? very. We'll pretty. maybe put that on the front of the podcast. Oh yeah. Great. <laughs> no, do the one of him on the crane. Oh, okay. The crane. Yeah. Oh, the video that I made. Yeah. That's a fake video, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some people thought it. The, do you see the one of me on the lamppost? The light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people thought that was real. <laughs> yeah, definitely, 110%. Um, and then on my left arm, I'm doing uh, straddle, a bit of straight, and flag work where you tip your body. Yeah. Legs. But um, I think certain body shapes find certain shapes. Tall people, like, there's just no doubt about it. Tall people, like, I'm tall and skinny. Hands and arms are really hard. So as soon as I do a flag shape, it's hard. Really, mm. really, really hard for me struggled with that shape more than any other shape but if I'm in a straight one arm position because I'm stacked above my shoulder it's not too bad but as soon as my centre of gravity comes out of the point yeah. of balance and I'm slightly tipped off really hard for me really hard <laughs> what uh, you've sort of spoken about this a little bit what is what is the uh, the goal currently uh, I want to be the best hand balance in the UK by the time I'm 35 who is at the moment mm. what does what does that mean to mm. you what like what what would you be able to do then that you can't do now so if there's um, a few there's the, a few people sorry, but one of if yeah. the current best hand balance from the uk were to die and you, <laughs> um became the best hand balance in the uk just by default would that be okay with you no, no okay that's fine. i want my head on a plate yeah, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> um i've changed and that's another thing i've changed my mentality of training so much recently i used to be like so like no man just train for yourself just do it. Just do the best you can do. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I've watched so much stuff of like Ross Edgeley and listen to the people Joe Rogan gets on a lot. And the guy's a bit of a muppet, but the people he gets on are really fascinating. And like Olympians listen to a lot of them. And I'm, I'm determined it's because they can literally see the face of their competition. And they're like, that Russian person on the high bar is going to do full, full, full at the next Olympic. And I need to up my game for that. There's something about being able to, for me, being super dyslexic. I need to see what someone can do, see why they're better than me, and be like, I'm having that. Do you know what I mean? And I think you can fall into mm. the toxic mindset of that, of like obsessive of that, or you can be like, aspire to reach mm -hmm. that level. Yeah, yeah. And I fall into that category. <clears throat> but there's like, there's probably like four people I can, three, four people I can think of who are doing ridiculous stuff at the moment. And one of them's in Cirque du Soleil. He's been doing it since he was like, six. Uh, John Shanks. Cheating. Cheating. Basically cheating. Cheat. And he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, really um, yeah, and there's just some really good people in London, and I'm just like, I'm going after them. What what was what would that look like to you though, in terms of what you're able to do? In just now? crazy consistency. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I know I know full well these people aren't super like always consistent because we only put yeah. up the best stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I know people who've trained with them, and they're like, oh no, they do, they do that stuff. Apart from that guy in Cirque du Soleil. I had a friend who trained in the same gym with them and he said for two hours this guy was doing one hour so he didn't see him fall out one single answer. Two hours. I suppose it's actually like that's what 
being a performer must give you as yeah, well. Like I said, today, you, know, you just have to be consistent. Yeah. And that's, that's hard because I don't, like, I don't perform, and you well. get really consistent at performing because yeah. you have a set routine and you just yeah. perform your routine. Yeah. You just get really good at that routine. And because I don't perform handstands, I don't. I'm not a performer. So. But also, there's a like a bigger like impact. If, like if he messed up, yeah, then like yeah. in a show he could die potentially. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like no, there's really a high. yeah, there's a, a bigger impact than yeah. if you're just handstanding on the floor. Yeah, is performing something that you would consider doing. Mm. But like it, it, even like street performing, would you uh, support, would I, I think I do it as like a mental challenge. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's actually what I mean. I do it as a mental challenge to get better at my consistency. But I don't think. I want to waste my time with it. I literally just, all I want to do is go to the gym, find a little spot, and just plug out handstands for three hours. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I don't really, like. If you want to see dedication, go to the sweat box at 5.30 in the morning because John is there every day doing handstands <laughs> for two hours on the weightlifting platform. Yeah, I'll, I'll piss someone off eventually. <laughs> There's no one there at that time. Yeah. So it's, and it's wood. Yeah, it's wood, mate. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah I think I just want to, I want to, Literally, I want to be the best in the UK, and that just means being consistent, being stronger, and being able to do some crazy skills like one arm press, which will take me like a million days to do. But I do want to. One arm press would be fucking. You see when they do it from setting? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Just like that, legs up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I might never achieve that, but if I'm reaching for that kind of standard, at least I'll fall among. Yeah, that's my favourite say to be because if you aim for the moon you, you, you don't land on the stars you land back on earth <laughs> <laughs> we'll get just out of orbit and then back <laughs> and freeze <laughs> just <out of> freeze <laughs> like Princess Leia <laughs> yeah so I think that's all of our questions isn't it that is pretty much all of our questions oh, is there nice. any final uh, handstand or life tips you would like to Leave the audience. Don't do them. Don't don't do that. Don't start. Just do it, and like don't rub it. Like, don't worry what they look like to start off with. I used to be like, you just got to be straight heads in to start off with, and then I just learned that like alignment and like balance are like different ends of the spectrum. And as mm-hmm. you get more consistent, they marry together somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So I'm, like, if someone learns handstand, they can do like thirty seconds. Like, what I actually find is if they increase their endurance, just because like the banana is so painful and inefficient. Mm-hmm. They have. They end up just finding yeah, a straight yeah, handstand mm-hmm. because they're just like I can't. Like, <laughs> I mean, when I was trying to get a th- one arm for thirty seconds, I'd hold I'd hold my breath in my one arm, and I could only hold my breath for twenty seconds. <laughs> so I had to learn how to breathe in one yeah, arm, yeah. and that took me like six months. But yeah. I, I ended up having just to be like, right, if I want to be, if I want to get more, I have to learn to breathe. That's interesting. Well, thank you very very much for coming on. This has um, been quite uh, yeah. talking okay. all things biscuits. We yeah. didn't even rate these biscuits, to be fair. What's your rate on a bourbon? Seven. Yeah. Seven? It's, it's my not, it's a, it's a three on, at most. No, I, could eat, I could eat more bourbons than Would any you put of this. The I, gonna, I wish you yeah. could see a picture of this bourbon. This is a Sainsbury's own, own bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> uh, you, 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 it looks yeah, like, it, looks like it was designed in the 1970s. But I don't yeah. think... I don't think <laughs> the package's probably not changed since 1910. It brings me more joy than any other biscuit. But I don't think you get... seven. Seven. But I don't think you get bourbon own okay, so bourbon brand now. No, no, it's no. like every shopping centre just has a boxes, chunky, extremely chocolatey cookie. What do you rate? What do you rate that? Mm, four. Four. This is a four. That's a, a five or six. Bourbon is a three. You're, it's almost as bad ratings as Tom Tom. <laughs> no, nothing brings you more joy than that bourbon. That is a no biscuit would bring you more joy. I, I can't don't understand. Rate anything other than a seven. 
Okay, okay, your reasoning is is sound. It's <laughs> <laughs> impeccable reasoning. <laughs> What's your rating on the ball, then, JL? I, I, yeah, I've got to agree with that. I think Seven? Yeah, I think that's So the there's, best. N- you, there's no better biscuit to you? No, no I think they're the best, best biscuit. No that's biscuit would make me happier than just sitting so down with a cup of tea, you, you... a cup of tea and an entire packet of bourbon biscuits. I, I'd be I a bit disappointed if you asked a biscuit. Chocolate digestive would be nicer. It's a nice biscuit. It's yeah. not as good. Chocolate hobnob. Because it's good. Like, where do you put a rich tea biscuit? That's like a four out of seven. No, so I think the rich tea biscuit is the worst biscuit. <laughs> I think it's, it's the poor man's biscuit. It's irony that they called it the rich tea biscuit. I think it's the worst biscuit ever to grace the face of this earth. As Sir Comedia, they have a cookie box for the staff. Every time I go in there and I see rich teas, I'm just like, Ooh, who the not... hell's been in charge of this this week? <laughs> I, um, I do love a nice biscuit, though. A nice biscuit's good. Yeah, yeah. A malted milk is very yeah, nice. Yeah, they're, they're excellent. <laughs> I love milk. a malted milk. Malted milk. Very nice. Yeah, do you have malted milk? And they've got the little cow. Yeah. What else is a good biscuit? Custard cream. Custard cream's solid. Party rings. Party rings. <laughs> Party rings are very, they're, they're very good macros as well. What do they? Mm. Just like, there's no fat in them. Uh, yeah, they're Mormons not. are pretty bad. Are they? Mm. Yeah, so there's like, so you can eat a packet. Do you, packet do you guys of... rate much stuff oh, yeah, seven out of seven? Like, is that hard for you guys? Are you kind of like no, always six? No, we're you, not. A no. If something br- yeah. makes me yeah. To be fair, I, I think I see less six out of seven rates than seven out of seven. You guys are really generous with your seven out of seven. Probably, mm, probably, probably too, too generous. generous. <laughs> I don't really give ten. You have to. Though. You have to consider that generally, whatever you are doing, or you probably quite like. So the selection bias is quite high. So you're generally selecting things that you Such really, really like. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're just doing, going to places that you like, then you may well give a seven because you've done it loads of times before. Did you do you pure really mathematics? Like uh, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> that's statistics, though, isn't it? Selection bias, shit. Yeah. 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 All right, well, that's... All right, then. Well, cool. there was biscuits and some handstands. And lakes. Thank you very and much. Lakes. Quite a lot of lakes, lakes actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, JL. Thanks Thank a lot, you, guys. JL. Thank Love you very much, mate. Appreciate my brother. Pleasure. That sound was uh, us high-fiving JL. Boom. Because we're so grateful. They've got huge hands, these guys. <laughs> uh, thank you very, very much for listening. Um, please rate week. us. Five stars. Share mm. us with all your friends. Mm. Uh, oh, what JL. else should they do? Mm. Are, you bringing a game to the, are you bringing a team to the hybrid games? When's the hybrid game? The uh, 7th, 7th of December. December. Mate, I'm on that. Wait, 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 wait. Is this weights and stuff? Because yeah, yeah. Hand balances. If you come, there'll be a max handstand competition in there as well. But I have to lift weights. I've never... I don't have to lift weights. <laughs> you don't really have to lift weights. Can I, can I join a team? Yeah, you, you, you got to yeah. bring a team. Can I not... Uh, mate, how many people? Four players per team. Ah! Let ooh, me think um, about that. Ooh, ooh, bring that. Tom Merrick. Yeah, okay. Because he's about quite that. decent yeah, at lifting weights, actually. He's actually quite strong. Is he? Yeah, I think I don't really watch quite yeah. decent. Mm. Okay. He does lots of stuff. Can you tell for him sure. to come on our podcast I as can, well, please? He would be well up for that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you. He's, and he's, Tom Eric's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's down in Bristol uh, next Friday. So, oh. let's go to let's go to Soapbox for train. Yeah. Ah, I'm going on my honeymoon. So oh. Alright, that's oh. what you're up to. Yeah. I'm with you, mate. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> spoons and spoons and handstands. I'll bring the biscuits. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. See you next week. Thanks yeah, for watching, guys. Bye. <laughs>